welcome to From the Newsroom, the weekly podcast from the Holland Sentinel Newsroom. I'm Managing Editor Audra Gamble, and today for our weekly news roundup, I'm joined by our government reporter, Arpen Lobo, and our education and health reporter, Mitch Boatman. So this week, we have some, some Allendale-related stories to talk about, um, and actually, all three of us are, are Grand Valley grads ourselves. We've all spent some time there. Um, Mitch, you had a really cool, <laughs> Arpen just did the, the Laker up thing with his hands for anyone that, <laughs> that, that was curious. Um, Mitch, you got to spend some time touring a new medical facility at, at Grand Valley that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it was, uh, it was quite the experience getting to see the inside of this building. Uh, the Daniel and Pamela DeVos Center for Interprofessional Health uh, is Grand Valley's newest building. Uh, it's located on Medical Mile in downtown Grand Rapids, and it's they, the university described it as uh, their flagship medical campus building. So this is kind of you know the centerpiece of their new, I guess it's not new, but their uh, developing health campus in downtown. And it's a five-story, about 166,000 square foot facility. So it was really impressive to you know to see everything that went into that building. Wow, that yeah, and I mean that's been a, an area that that GVSU has been expanding into for quite a length of time. Um, you know, certainly for the last decade or so. Um, can you tell me about any of the the neat, you know, areas of of study or, or things that they focused on when you were taking that tour? Yeah, so some of this technology that they have in there is just mind blowing. It's you know stuff I I would never imagine existing for you know a college program. So. One of the things that they highlighted were these, you know, high fidelity simulation mannequins, which are designed to be extremely human-like. So there was one or a couple of them that can actually give birth to smaller mannequins so that (laughs) students can, you know, go through the care process of caring for, you know, a, a pregnant person and and that, like the mannequins can speak back to you. You can have a conversation, ask them how they're doing, what they need, and they're programmed to respond. And it was just a little weird because it's almost too lifelike, you know, as someone just like <laughs> observing it. So those were really cool to see. Uh, and then, you know, in their anatomy lab, they have, you know, real uh, plastinated bodies, which is just a, a method of preserving them, but they're, you know, actual bodies that were purchased for students to learn from. And they also have um, a simulation table where you can pull up different parts of the body and you can simulate different uh, pathogens or diseases and their effect on the body and kind of explore what a surgery would be like without having to have the actual physical specimen as well. So it's something that, you know, it's not like you have to have one for every student sort of a thing that can, you know, take these turns and see the simulations. And it's, it was really impressive to see all of the kind of real life experience that the students could get without, you know, actually being with a real body, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So Mitch, I know that um, right now we're in, you know, those, those summer semesters for, for universities, but um, when students get back in, in the fall for these programs, um, you know, what are we expecting in terms of, you know, numbers of students that this may serve or, or things along those lines? Yeah, so they did say that the building started hosting classes in May, so there are some students in there now, but 
they really want this building and really their entire health campus to be interdisciplinary. So any student in their, I think it was over 20 health related fields are gonna be able to come in, have classes in this building, use this technology. I think they said over 5,000 students um, are part of those different fields. So, you know, they've got 17 classrooms, uh, 12 different labs, some computer labs in there. So there's a lot of space to, you know, bring in a lot of students and get, you know, a lot of this you know, real life experience. Very cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that that will be well used and appreciated by those students. Awesome. Um, so Arpen, you were in Allendale um, just a little bit ago, and, and this has been a story that you've been covering, gosh, for a few months now, right? Um, so there has been a, a decision reached about a, a fairly controversial statue in Allendale. Can you tell us a little bit about what that statue is and all this you know, drama surrounding it? Yeah, I'll actually back up to the beginning of the, the first, um, I guess, bit of uh, calls to action on this statue. So in Allendale, the township has a garden of honor. It's located uh, pretty close to the township offices on 68th and Lake Michigan Drive. Um, and there, there are statues commemorating veterans from each of America's major wars. So you have um, a statue of a World War II soldier in World War I, Vietnam War. Uh, there's even a statue, I believe, for to commemorate the uh, women who have um, uh, affected, you know, participated in wars, women veterans, and, and the, 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 the ones who maybe weren't members of an army, but still, you know, provided service. But... The controversial one has been this Civil War statue, and all of the other statues are singular statues of a single soldier or person, but the Civil War statue is a little different, and we've mentioned on this podcast before, but to refresh, it's a Union soldier and also a Confederate soldier uh, standing back to back, and that is supposed to signify the divide in America, and um, in between them, kneeling beneath them, is a statue of what is supposed to be a freed slave child uh, it's holding a tablet that says freedom to slaves and it it says um it's, it's got the date of it's supposed to be the date of the emancipation proclamation but it's actually the wrong date um oh my gosh <laughs> just a little bit of trivia um but last year uh in the aftermath of the murder of uh, george floyd uh, a black man in minneapolis who was killed by police um who knelt on his neck uh for i think it was more than nine minutes um, there were a lot of protests around racial injustice. And in Allendale, um, a group uh, known as the Michigan Association of C Civil Rights Activists kind of called out this statue of saying, whoa, 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 we've got a Confederate soldier and then we have a, a black child kneeling uh, underneath him, you know, without volition. And, and so there was a lot of uh, kind of calls for the statue to come down. Uh, so last summer, the township board said, okay, we're not going to take the statue down, but we'll form a committee to form some recommendations that we can, um, you know, decide what to do off of. And so that committee last month recommended that the, the Confederate soldier and the freed slave child, basically the entire statue come down and they're replaced with three union soldiers, all representing West Michigan, um, including two one to represent uh, black union soldiers and one re to represent native union soldiers from Michigan. And um, on Monday, I was in Allendale when the board ultimately decided to vote on the recommendations. And after more heated public comment, which had become very common throughout these meetings over the past year, the board decided to vote. It was a split decision, five to two, 
to um, keep the statue remaining in the township's garden of honor and uh, also repair some of the damage that had uh, taken uh, place or been inflicted on the statue, you know, some vandalism. Uh, there's a photo, and we ran it in our stories. Uh, I took it, I think, in January. The nose is chipped off. There's like a crack in the chin of the Confederate soldier. There have been other things like, you know, people have tarred and feathered it. Um, with an inactive symbolism they people have hung signs around the uh confederate soldier with the sign traitor so it's it's drawn a lot of vitriol but ultimately the board decided to keep it in place and there wasn't a full consensus around the board two other members the two members who voted against uh keeping the statue as it is they wanted to move it to the township's historical museum which is located in a house like right across the street from the um, Garden of Honor, but that motion ultimately failed. And so now after a year of controversy and, and calls from people to take the statue down, it looks like it's going to stay. Arpin, what was the reaction from the, the civil liberties group that had been fighting to remove the statue when that decision was reached? I think it was a lot of, uh, during public comment, a lot of a lot of folks came up and just kind of expressed their disappointment. Um, Mitch Kale, uh, who's kind of become a controversial figure because he's he's one of the founders of this group and he's been involved with other um i guess controversy maybe that's not the right word but other instances like this in west michigan for example the paramarquette park a little bit north of uh here i think that's in muskegon county it might be in grand haven don't quote me on that but um there used to be a cross there and i his group uh advocated for the cross to come down and eventually it did in the park um so the reaction, I guess, was a lot of disappointment. There was a lot of people saying, we're going to continue to fight for this. Uh, there was one woman who, was, who said she was a resident of Allendale. She was a black woman. She said uh, she, she plans on leaving Allendale and moving out of the town because the statue was staying up. Um, on the other hand, there were uh, people who were supporting the statue, commended the board, and they used their public comment time after the decision to kind of um, you know, uh, thank them for, for uh, in their words, not giving in to quote-unquote cancel culture and things like that. So it's it was a contentious decision. I talked to the Allendale supervisor the morning after the vote, and what he told me, and he was one of the ones who voted to move it to the, uh, the museum, which ultimately failed, he told me that the split uh, vote reflects the split in the community. So it's going to be interesting. I know, and we mentioned Grand Valley uh GVC's president even wrote uh, a letter to the township board saying that, you know, it should come down and that GVC would even host it in one of its, you know, uh, museums. But ultimately, uh, the decision uh, it was to leave the statue standing. Interesting. Well, thanks so much for, for covering that for such a, a great length of time. I know that has been quite the journey to, to cover from start to finish. Um, thanks so much to, to you, Arpin, and, and to you, Mitch, for, for joining us this week on, on this episode of From the Newsroom. Uh, we will be back in your feeds next week for, for another roundup of things that have happened in West Michigan. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>